midnight, one and two, three o'clock. Welcome, everybody. It is six o'clock. It is time for the joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! It's different tonight because it's Halloween, spooky, and everyone was afraid, so they shut down all of their open mics. <laughs> there are no open mics but this one. Yay! So everyone's here. It's very exciting. We've got free candy. Please give it to the children on the street. Uh, don't scare them. I know you're not wearing any clown makeup, but you are comics. It's sort of the same thing, right? Uh, we're just going to do it like a happy hour, like a Friday. Four-minute sets if you hear the horn. I'll find it. That means that you have a minute left. And, uh, yeah. All right. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's pump it up and be excited and clap and woo-hoo! Let's job! Yay! All right. You're first comedian. Uh, he is a favorite here at Mutiny Radio. And you guys are going to love him. Oh, I hear so much feedback. Uh, I'm going to have to turn it down. Uh, you're first comedian. Put your hands together. Everybody, it's Ken Suzuki! Thank you, folks. Oh my God, there's a lot of people here today, which actually surprises me because according to everybody's Facebook status, shouldn't you all people be protesting? Been somewhere in North Dakota? Oh my God, these lazy, lazy comedians. What is going on with us, folks? I don't know. I uh... oh, audiences are trickling in. Uh, election is a. These are just idiots. Election. It's an election week, right? It's about a week away. I hope you guys are all ready to vote. Pretty sure you guys all know he won. Half this crowd is for Hillary. The other half keeps their mouth shut. And um, I ended up actually voting early. I'm done with it because uh, I really want a virtue signal. Uh, but no, I, I, I voted early. And I would really, really like to believe that my motives for voting early were deeper than those of Prop 60. But uh, no, no, I was I couldn't. I didn't have any candidates to go off of, so. Uh, it was it was the porn act ordinance that would pass in California. That was it. For those who don't know what six, Prop 60 is, it's an act highly regulating, uh, trying to highly regulate the industry, uh, the adult film industry in the state. Uh, all the industry is already extremely self, really well regulated. They, with regards to testing and condom usage, um, but the, one of the big ones was like it was mandatory now that all performers perform like their 25-minute scenes wearing condoms. So. Now we have rust, we have foreign policy to worry about. We got a guy that grabs people by their pussies, but all I could think of was, no, not my come to pops, not my precious come. You can't take those away from me. No one wants to see it. There's you can't have an eight. You can't do ATM with a condom on. You can't do it. Nobody wants to see a blowjob wearing a condom. So yeah, that was those are my motives. That's much to drink. Um, I don't even know why I care about porn, though, or give a fuck about it, because I don't really watch it, because the genre, my genre of it doesn't really exist. Uh, hate? Yeah, sex. I don't have it very often anymore, but when I do, I make sure it's filled with um, rage, anger, hatred, citizen. Like, it's really more of a hate crime when I fuck than making love. If the purge had a physical equivalent, it would be my sex life. If cynicism had a sound, it would be me coming. Oh, I had a Halloween joke I forgot to open with. Oh, nobody's dressed for Halloween. Does everyone want to dress up for Halloween? I didn't. I didn't get it because I work retail, so I'm already pretending to be something that I'm not every day. Likeable. 
successful, funny. <laughs> oh. oh man, I mentioned hate crimes earlier. Uh, I really think that the hate crime is a misnomer, um, especially for me because I love to do them. Really, I think more appropriate names are like fun crime, love crime. We're gonna name them anything, really. A lot of system and anger. It's really hard to make funny jokes when you really hate when stuff's going on. Um, good thing about Hillary being, if she, because Hillary will inevitably win, if you've listened to her uh, rhetoric during the debates, it's a lot about having a no-fly zone with, over Syria, which means we'll have to shoot down Ruff Russian fighters, which means all at war with Russia, which I, at this point, I'm really rooting for because I want to see a lot of people die, and the first city they'll probably burn will be this one. Thank you. Ken Suzuki! I'm gonna be playing creepy music today in the fills. Creepy. <laughs> it's Halloween. Uh, Ken Suzuki, everyone, yay! All right, moving right along. Uh, not as creepy, uh, but a really wonderful human being. You can listen to him every Wednesday from 2 to 4 as Pervert Fervor on Some Call Me Tim. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Timothy Pizza! Hi. Um, <clears throat> I've, uh, I've always had uh, abnormally strong sperm. Like, uh, I can see it wiggling around on the sheets. It's like, uh, I gotta kill them all before they get into the walls. What if, like, you just jizzed one giant sperm? Just like that big, like a little gardener snake? And you had to kill it or impregnate a girl with it every time? It's like you had to take a small thing's life. That'd be kind of cool. Just gotta break its little neck. Just yeah, I don't, I don't know why I think about that shit. I, well, when I was a kid, like, and I was just, like, learning about beating off, uh, you know, I didn't know that you were supposed to, like, you know, go in the bathroom and clean that shit up. I just kind of wiped it on the, on the mattress. Like, underneath the sheet, I'd just wipe it off and then put the sheet back over it. And then, uh, you know, like, after a while, they're like, uh, oh, you're growing up. It's uh, time to get you uh, a man's bed or whatever. You're going to get you a real bed, and, you know, instead of, like, the little kid bed that I had. So I was like, okay. And then uh, they were going to give my bed, I guess, to, like, one of their friend's kids, my parents. Uh, and uh, they come over, and, uh, you know, they pull the bedding off this mattress, and it's just, like, it looked like a fucking family of salamanders lived on it. It was just fucking glowy and gross and just jizz encrusted. It was, uh, yeah, it was special. It's my, my little safe place. Um, but the guy that had to pick it up, he had to put my hands in it, and he was just looking at me like, you little shitty fucker. But he didn't point it out to my mom. Uh, so I was thankful for that. Um, that was good stuff. Let's see here. I'm trying to think of new stuff. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, been doing the uh, Tinder thing, and uh, you gotta you gotta like label certain things about yourself. Like a lot of people put shit like ENFJ or INJS or some weird thing from some you know 
Myers-Briggs psychology test or like the new one I see everywhere is white cis male. But I'm noticing that like white cis male has negative connotations too. That's kind of like the smarty pants way of like a four syllable word for bro. Yeah, it's uh, white cis male, C-I-S. Like it means like straight white boy basically. Yeah, yeah, white cis male. So you gotta put like white cis male, ENFJ. Actually, all my Tinder says is like uh, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Go. <laughs> and then an emoji of a cigarette and an emoji of a beer. <laughs> and uh, I smash weird pussy all the time. <laughs> weird as fuck. Hella weird pussy. As weird as it gets. I thank God I have no sense of smell. <laughs> Lord knows it looks like it's, no, I gotta calm down. Calm down to me, calm down. stressed out. There's lots of ways that you can deal with stress. I find one of them is like uh, watching the animal planet. I like to watch shows about turtles when I'm stressed out because they're like flapping around. They're like, oh, I'm a turtle. You know, I don't get stressed out. Like you don't see turtles like speeding around and getting road rage. You don't see a turtle just like flip over a table and start choking its wife. Goes in his shell and he uh, turtleizes everything. That's what they do. Um, see, I've always uh, loved animals. Uh, my favorite thing about animals was uh, animal groupings. It's three or more animals. Like uh, three or more uh, raccoons is called a gaze. Got three or more giraffes is called uh, a tower. It's poetic. Like three or more crows is called a murder. Everybody knows that. Uh, but three or more bros is called a date rape. Um, <coughs> three or more uh, female geese in flight is called um, uh, a gaggle. And three or more Japanese girls, it's called a giggle. Thanks. To the pizza. Timothy Pizza! He didn't even wear his hat with a piece of pizza to dress up like a piece of pizza. Uh, sweet! Uh, we are moving right along here on the Joke Workshop, which is not like a joke workshop, it's more like a happy hour, because uh, we're just running through four-minute sets. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of comedians here tonight. Put your hands together for your next one. She had an amazing set on Friday night at the Costumed Gong Show, dressed up as an incredibly realistic Mae West. Uh, really super hot, always. And now, today, back to her mermaid self, Put your hands together for Annette Mullaney. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so being Halloween, what is the worst fucking Halloween candy? Apple. Apple? <laughs> Apple's not even in the running. Mike's and Mike and Ike's? Oh my god, you're so fucking right. I do not understand Mike and Ike's. Like at what point during the candy making process where they're like, what should we make this nasty snack in the shape of? How about pills? Kids love pills. Um, so I recent, so I have a bit of an issue with binge eating. It's kind of my pastime, uh, but there have been some good things about it. Um, for ex- I've never had a more effective birth control. Like, have you ever just eaten so much that you can't fit anything else, even a dick? Yeah. Works every time. Um, but recently, I seem to have found a cure for it, uh, which is. <laughs> Uh, which is, um, I've been dating someone and I've become so incredibly sexually jealous of him that I'm too nauseous to eat. <laughs> My God, I, pretty soon I may lose enough weight to like meet someone better. Um, 
Yeah, it's been weird because we, uh, I found out this week that he has canceled two dates with other women, uh, to which my reaction was you had made two dates with other women. Um, and like, granted, we haven't shut down the relationship, right? It's open, no one's being portrayed. But I didn't think that he would be better at this than I am, right? Like, if I'm gonna be in an open relationship, I'm gonna fucking win. Uh, so as soon as I found that out, I went home and I went on Tinder, OkCupid, okay Hinge, Bumble, like fired it all up, started talking to fuckboys left and right. I don't want to be doing this shit. Um, and the thing is, he's even doing it in a better way. Like he's not trolling the internet for like fuckboy dick. He's approaching women on the street in a non-threatening way and it works for him because he actually genuinely cares about people. It's the fucking worst. Um, I saw, like it's not fair because for me, the average day I don't find one dude. I, I don't see one dude I find attractive, right? Like today, I saw literally one dude and I was biking on my way to Pilates and I couldn't stop because it was about to rain. Um, let's see. And like, not to give too much detail about our sex life, um, but I did not expect this to be a problem because he has the appreciation for pussy that a man who's drowning in it, I would assume does not. So it came to me as a surprise that he's seen other people. Um, and it's unfair because uh, women in San Francisco in general, and excuse me for this, but women here are doper than the dudes in general, right? Like he's probably, yes. So he's probably out there meeting gorgeous bitches every day. She's probably like, uh, these women are probably super interesting. They're available from eight to 10 every night instead of at open mics. Um, probably, I don't know, works during sex and showers every day like some goddamn princess. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like bad at sex, I'm just like not into helping out the dude. Um, I prefer to ragdoll. Uh, like, you know what, I just, I like to go to another place. I won't even shift a hip to help a dude. I'm talking full on starfish. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, let's see. And like, it's weird because I used to be okay with it, like Monday. Um, back before I found out that he's just running train on these bitches. Uh, so to end it up, uh, <laughs> um, do you guys know who's a fan of Trump? He's a really weird person voting for Trump this year. Uh, in addition to him, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner is a fan of uh, Donald Trump and you know, I had never doubted her uh, identification as a woman until now. Yeah. All right, thanks guys, I've been Annette. Annette Mulaney, starfish, tutor, mermaid self. I know, starfish friends. Oh, we have to, we have to turn down the stuff up there because we're getting feedback. Oh, Jesus. Okay, there we go. All right, moving right along. Your next comedian, uh, he uh, is an amazing human being, and he also donates to the station all the time, which is why he gets to jump the list. <laughs> Coming up to the forefront, funny man, put your hands together, everybody. Ian Kung! All right, thanks, you guys. I, I'm sorry about that, John. I, I, I saw you, like, inching forward, and I wanted to kind of tap you. I'm like, uh, uh, sorry. Okay, nah, I'll just let him do it. It's fine. Just, just walk on up. It's fine. Thank you for, Annette, thank you for, like, letting, like, telling us about how uh, Caitlyn Jenner is actually a Trump supporter. I finally, you guys watch South Park at all? 
like how they they have like the Caitlyn Jenner character hanging out with the Trump character all the time. Like I I, I never understood that until now. That's not a joke. It's just kind of what I was thinking about. All right, let's just do this. Um, I've been recently thinking about. Um, I've been. I was thinking about coming out to my parents about comedy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're going to react the opposite to that, so that's going to be fun. Because uh, right now, it's, it's getting too tough for me right now. I'm, I've been, uh, the money's starting to run a little tight. I think I'm going to need some help soon. I'm, I'm, I'm essentially, the way I'm surviving is I'm renting out my bedroom to four other Chinese kids and me. So it's the four of us crammed into this one room. It's, it's, it's kind of like living in an iPad factory right now. It's not very comfortable. It's, it's, it's the same, except I, I'm gonna, I, just, I don't want to have to start installing nets outside my window either. Do you know what I mean? I don't want it to get to that point. And, and, and this is kind of tough because like, it, it's making dating increasingly difficult too. You know, it's, it's a pretty hard sell to bring someone back to that and, and try to, and try to ex explain that you're successful at anything. So I don't, I don't know. Like, dating's always been kind of complicated for me. Like, I, I, Apparently, it's like I was asking one of my friends, who's who's more of like a like a like a player, so to speak. Like, how how does that you approach girls? He's like, well, it's pretty easy. It's it's not a, you just overthink it. Because whenever I go to like a club or something, I go up. The first thing I want to do is I want to compliment somebody. You know, I'm like, hey, you're really pretty. I want to talk to you. He's like, you don't do that. Because guys have natural instincts. We have good instincts on how to buy stuff, but we have terrible instincts on how to date someone. Like, if you're gonna go buy like a Corolla or something, the first thing you don't go up, you don't, you don't go up and you're like, hey, this is beautiful, this is amazing, I wanna buy it, I can take all my money. You gotta go up and you gotta be like, you know, there's, some of the headlights are falling off and there's a little tread, no, there's not a lot of tread left on the tires. And then make your offer, you know? It's kinda, it kinda makes sense. So, I, you know, I, I employed a little of that, I, was, I went out for Halloween, talked, went up to a girl, I'm like, hi, there's not a lot of tread on your tires, and <laughs> it looks like your headlights are falling off. Can I buy you a drink? All right, well, that was funnier in my head than out loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ, good thing this is being recorded to be saved for all of eternity. That's fantastic. That's That, that feels really good. Um, what else is happening in my life? Um, uh... Wow, I got, you know what's funny? It's like, it's no matter how long I do this, I'm never surprised. I'm, I'm always surprised by how silent I can get. <laughs> like how fast and how awkward it can get immediately. Like the second you forget like the next thing you want to try out, like how, how uncomfortable it gets. Um, my parents were telling, my dad was like, why don't you just hurry up and just get a job at Google? Like, I'm like, yeah, like I'm just, because <laughs> I'm just choosing not to have a job at Google right now. It's just like I could just walk in and get a job, like it's like getting a job at a diner, right? Just walk up with a help wanted sign. Mm -mm. Oh, God, I should have stayed in college. All right, well, hey, you guys are really fun. <laughs> just uh, give it up for, wait, a, a host? Oh, no, no host. All right, well, thanks, you guys. Ian Kong, yay. He has direction in life. All right, it's a spooky night here at Mutiny Radio. No one knows what they're doing, but there's so many comedians around. It's so scary. It's so scary that they're even in the audience paying attention. That could be the scariest thing you've ever heard of for some comedians. Oh my God, they're actually listening right now. Your next comedian is a super funny man, and he's going to make you laugh. Uh, he has a new haircut, which is very exciting, and I heard that he recently did acid. 
Uh, so even though those are always boring stories, I'm sure his won't be. Put your hands together for John Gallagher! Thank you, guys. Actually, uh, no, my acid uh, didn't work, so it was a, it is a boring story. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, I went to sleep. It was nice. Uh, it was great. had a good time. Uh, guys, uh, thank you for letting me go up. I was, you know what? I got to be honest. I was expecting to get bumped again. <laughs> I, was, I was like halfway expecting somebody just to throw up. I was like, oh, let's just do it one more time. Why not? Had to follow a wonderful man, and then... Uh, Annette's boyfriend's Tinder profile? Like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that set? Uh, that was fucking crazy. Uh, fucking, yeah. We got, well, he got listening. We got him a couple more dates through this thing, I guess. Mutiny Radio, they can call in. Uh, ah, just all this relationship stuff just reminds me. I fucking am so happy to be single, honestly. <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah. Actually, that's, it's very genuine. I fucking hated it. Uh, I hate when I'm in relationships. It's not, it's mostly, the other person's usually okay. It's kind of what, all the other stuff that happens peripherally uh, with relationships. Like, last time I was in a relationship, I had another person, another man uh, engage me and have a full conversation about spooning techniques with me, uh, which was fucking weird. <laughs> it was a really weird time. He just comes up, he's like, hey man, like when I'm sitting with my girlfriend in bed, we like dudes, I like to be the little spoon, because I like that feeling of being held, you know? Like those arms holding me. I'm like... Why are you Why are you doing this to me right now in public? What the fuck? Why? I'm a grown man. Stop this right now. And this is the thing. He's like, goes, I made him, I said, the way I said out this, like, at very first reaction I had was to look at him and just go, I'm always Big Spoon, bro. And yeah, that's an objectively insane way to react to somebody saying that to you. Even weirder, this guy, when I said that, got uncomfortable uh, and he got insecure in that moment. So what he did was he goes like, Psh. well, I just have, we just have to sleep that way because her arms are long and gangly. That's the only way she can sleep comfortably. And I was like, why are you selling out your girlfriend to me right now? So I'm a fucking idiot. That's fucking crazy. Because the other thing is, like, I wouldn't mind being Little Spoon. That sounds great, except the, the person I was dating at the time was smaller, right? So I can't feel safe. I can't feel that safety net. All instead I feel is just the feeling of just this tiny little person wrapping their tiny little limbs around my back and just clutching my, like, some little flesh backpack that I'm just fucking carrying around like some horrible monster. Just a weird feeling, you know? Don't like that. On the other hand, though, I do pay $300 a month to live in the mission. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, thank you. I'll take it. I know it's very bitter claps. Everybody hates that. And you should. You should be angry. Uh, but here's the thing. When you pay $300 a month to live anywhere in San Francisco, what you've just done is you basically just signed a contract that just says, I let anything happen to me at any time. That's all. That's all this means. Like, if I woke up in the middle of the night with just a man with, like, a red-hot poker over my face, I'd be shocked at first. I'd be like, ah, oh, and then I'd be like, oh, $300. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what happens. Of course. Maybe just chopping off my eyebrows, just writing 666 in my head. Oh. It was, uh, yeah, our current, uh, our current landlord's a fun guy. He's actually going to crash on our couch tomorrow because he's out of money. It's the first of the month, so he's got to come by and hang out. He's going to be there for three days on a meth binge. He's a f he got angry at us uh, a little bit ago, me and my roommate Greg right over there. We did, uh, we did drugs off one of his family heirlooms. I kind of stepped on the punchline. Uh, so we had <laughs> for my birthday, did a lot of cocaine in our house. And uh, we took a portrait off the wall that was flat, and it looked terrible. And he's like, guys, tell me you didn't take this off the wall and you do drugs off this. I'm like, yeah, it looks like shit. It's from Goodwill or something, right? He's like, guys, my grandma died and gave that picture to me. Could you please not do cocaine off my family heirlooms? And he was very upset, so we did the only thing we could do, which is just offer him a bump, and he was immediately fine. He's like, ah, I missed you guys. <laughs> he's, he's immediately fine. 
That's the thing is I said, you know what, wouldn't do, maybe we wouldn't do drugs off your stuff. Your stuff was nice, you know? And then I immediately thought about that, and I was like, no, if, his, if he had really nice stuff in his house, I would do more drugs off all of his things. Like, if you had, like, an extravagant, like, gold-plated anything, if you had, like, a gold-plated lion or something in the house, tell me I wouldn't do just line after line off that thing. Fuck yeah, I would do that every day. It's like living like a king, baby. Anyway, bye. John Gallagher, the cocaine king of the mission. His rent is so cheap he can afford it. Yay! Remember, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Your next comedian is a funny man. You guys going to enjoy him. I think he might be dressed as a lumberjack. Put your hands together for Ian Levy! Uh, no, no lumberjack, unfortunately. I um, San Francisco's a, a weird place today. I was coming over here on the bus. It's a weird place to do Halloween, uh, just because I was on the bus and there was a man, uh, uh, like a guy who was clearly homeless, had cuts all over his face, uh, and was screaming like like very profusely, like "Mike, get me off this bus! Mike, get me off this bus!" This man was alone, and next to him was a guy dressed as Thor holding what looked to be a quiche, just like trying desperately not to make eye contact with him. Just a weird mishap of cultures. I thought it would be funnier, but no, no, I guess not. Um, guys, I, uh, uh, I was gonna, I don't know, I've been trying to write more. I was gonna write a joke about tracing paper, but I was like, you know what? That's where I draw the line. Uh-huh. Boom. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a real, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I like the, the, the head nod. It's okay. Um, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot. Um, I, uh, I know... I've come to realize I know exactly what it's like uh, in this country to be a black man. <laughs> that's my, that's, no, it's just something I know. It's, uh, I know exactly what it's like to be a black man uh, because I listen to a lot of rap music, guys. Uh, I listen to a lot of rap music and that's, that's what makes me know exactly what it's like to be a black man. You know, I listen to, because I listen to like um, Eminem and like uh, Macklemore, like Vanilla Ice, Marky Mark and Iggy Azalea. So I just, I just know. <laughs> They're all, they're all the white rappers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you guys know what um, cognitive dissonance is? I think I'm saying yeah, cognitive dissonance, where you have two like uh, separate, you know, two conflicting ideas that or beliefs that you hold at the same time. Uh, which I realized, like, I kind of went through that my whole life because my family were people who had an outdoor cat but also owned a bird feeder. Like that's just I don't know. <laughs> we were the result for a lot of dead birds, so I don't know. I've been um, thinking recently, uh, I've been thinking about connecting with older people, older generations. Um, I, I've been thinking about like just having different experiences with older people. Like my, uh, my grandmother has just had completely different life experiences than I'll ever have to deal with. Uh, like when my, my grandmother was eight years old, uh, her and her family uh, moved from K- Oklahoma to California to escape the Dust Bowl. And and uh, the first thing she did, and her, her, her and her little sister did, was they ran inside when they got to California and used the toilet because they'd never seen an indoor toilet before. And my grandmother always always tells me this story, you know, to, to connect with me. And I always tell her, uh, Grandma, shut up, you old whore. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we should have put you in that home. <laughs> no? Okay. That's okay. I wouldn't laugh either. I like my grandmother. <laughs> I, you know who doesn't like that joke? My mom. 
<laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> I'll just I'll just keep trying to do stuff. Um I've come I've come to realize um uh I hate the gays, guys. I I I hate the gays. Because you're always, you know, I'm always like you know, going downstairs, the gays are just like going through my trash, like at the back of my house, like, ah, you gays, and, like starting fights with all the neighborhood cats. I'm like, ah, you gay, you know, gay, like three or more raccoons. The gay, you know, a gays of raccoons. <laughs> I wrote that like a second ago, and you, you know, it was like, ah, you goddamn gays, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll just end on that. <laughs> Ian Levy! And his amazing word puns, the gaze. All right, uh, your next comedian is gonna gaze deeply into your soul and pull out uh, your the most disgusting thing that we can think of. It's Halloween. What your gallbladder, your liver, your something gross. He's gonna pull out your innards, maybe even your soul, and 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 make you laugh. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Chris Kanatzer. <laughs> Thank you very much. Happy Halloween. Bunch of kids outside grabbing candy as he yelled, hate the gays. I hate the gays. Feel free, have some candy. Um, It's the Halloween edition, so I've been over there in the dark, spooky corner writing Halloween jokes for the masses that even the kids can enjoy. Uh, What do you think a ghost's favorite porn category is? A ghost's Favorite porn category? Bukake. We have a winner. All right. Collect your prize right out front. Have a piece of candy. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, It is Halloween. People, uh, you're going to drink tonight. You're going to have a bunch of crazy sex. Please be careful. Nine out of ten ancient mummies recommend you wrap it up tonight. (laughs) Thank you. This one's mean. I don't know why I wrote this one, but it, it was bothering me because I was out all weekend and there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of Harley Quinn outfits and that's great. I love Harley Quinn, but I'm telling you, uh, Margot Robbie did not do you any favors, ladies. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, the reason that it's so hot is because she's beautiful and she's super crazy, but nobody wants to see a fat girl dressed up as crazy. <laughs> I Sorry, I knew it was mean. I don't know why I said it. I was possessed for that one. That was not me. That was the dark, spooky. Sit in that corner in the double chair and see what kind of fucking mysterious, strange jokes you write. Uh, I was trying to write a joke about Frankenstein, but I couldn't piece it together. Mm, yes. Okay, and now I want to tell uh, oh, a delivery. I'm pretty sure the postal office doesn't work this late. That was a dead person. Happy Halloween. Uh, I'm going to tell you a spooky story. This was uh, a very popular ghost story when I was a kid. Uh, and it's been updated for, for modern times. Anyway, there is a babysitter. And she's uh, babysitting some kids. And she gets the kids put to sleep. And she's all alone in this house. And the phone rings. And she goes and answers the phone. And it was a landline. (laughs) All right. Thanks very much. Happy Halloween, everybody. 
You didn't. You only did two minutes. You don't want to do more other jokes. You don't want to tell some. You don't want to tell some horror stories. Come on, Chris, please tell us some horror stories. Horror stories. You guys get him back. No. It's Halloween. We want a horror story. Fine. Yay! Chris can answer with a horror story. So what, uh, you want me to talk about whores? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, no, it's, it's true. I only, uh, I only date uh, professionals, prostitutes. Uh, and I love and respect all women, including amateurs. Uh, but I just, I don't date them anymore. Uh, everything takes too long when you're dating an amateur. Uh, you know, like conversations last longer, and the sex lasts longer, and the pain lasts so much longer. <laughs> and so I just, you know, with a professional, with a prostitute, I'm more efficient. Uh, you know, I pay, we fuck, I weep, and I make it here for a six o'clock set. All right, it's a horror joke on Halloween. Thank you very much. Yay, Chris Kadatzer, yay. Uh, come see him headline this Friday on Pam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse because it's uh, the single, it's uh, all, the sing- all the single ladies and dudes, and uh, he is perpetually and forever single. All right, your next comedian uh, I, he's been here a couple times, and we're excited to see him back. Put your hands together, everybody, for Matthew Banks. What's going on, guys? Whoa. How are you? Uh, so I'm from Mississippi originally. No claps for that. <laughs> I wouldn't clap either. Yeah, yeah, I actually moved to New York about three years ago and I just moved here like two months ago and I don't know man somebody like I don't know please just like call me a cunt or something <laughs> like I, I really miss the abuse I do I don't know man it was such a culture shock moving here it's been really really different for me everybody's really really sensitive and like nice and like attentive to your needs and I don't know I'd like to I don't know Thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I I really like uh, I really like talking shit about people that like talk shit about people. <laughs> like I'm like one step above gossip. It's kind of like when I made that transition, like from like cake to muffins. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Make you f- feel a little bit better. Still doing the same shit, but um. So what else do I have? So I, f- I finally like accepted the fact that like I fucking like I hate reading. I just I don't like it. It's it's horrible. And like my the, my whole life, my parents are like you know educators and stuff, and they always push it on me. And I'm I'm just done. And um, I don't know. I'm gonna go somewhere with that too. Um, yeah, this city's this city's really weird. I. You know, they charge, like, for bags and stuff when you go get a sandwich. And uh, I was complaining to my buddy. I'm like, what the fuck? They, like, charge me for a bag. And he's like, well, do you see any bags out on the street? And I was like, well, maybe they should charge to shit on the street. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't think bags are your problem, bro. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. My God. So my buddy had a child recently. And, like, I really try to care. But, like, I just... I just don't, and like he'll send me videos and stuff and pictures, and 
He's just like, my, he's like, Charlie took his first, first step yesterday, man. Check that out. I'm like, dude, I've been walking for 30 years. It's like I got nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I don't get this whole self-love thing. Like, I'm all about, like, self-improvement. I'm all about therapy if you want to get better. But self-love, like, come on. Like, could you be any more cynical? I mean, it never works for me. Like, self-love for me is, like, I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to get, like, a 12-pack of uh, Oreos or <laughs> something and just go love the shit out of myself. Like, for me, the only thing is like that works is self-hate. Um, I love doing premises on stage. Um, that's it for me tonight, guys. Thanks. Matthew Banks, the king of Halloween premises. Oh, every joke, every comics nightmare being founded by premises. Oh. Sorry, I'm trying to make it spooky, you guys. All right, Matthew Banks, yay! Your next comedian runs a... Uh, a, I, a great, it is a great open mic at OMG on Tuesdays because he has the sign-up list. He's so great. And if you buy a drink, you get an extra two minutes. And he makes all the comedians sit up front. He runs a great room. You guys should go visit him. But not tomorrow night because I'm at Brainwash. So be with me all night tomorrow night at Brainwash. But usually, go hang out with this guy. Great host, funny comedian. Put your hands together for Greg Gettle. <laughs> Right. Happy Halloween. Common thing we're talking about is relationships. I thought it was hilarious when John's like, I love being single. And Brooke was like, woo, and clapped your hands. And then you slowly look down. <laughs> it was right over there. I saw the whole thing. Funniest thing of the night. Uh, so happy. So happy to be single. No, I, I'm, I'm not originally from San Francisco. I moved here uh, almost two years now. I moved here from uh, Midwest. And it's, yeah. And uh, it's weird being here because I feel like ever since I became single, everyone I date is trying to, like, peg me. <laughs> what? Like, you know what a pegging is? It's when a girl wears a strap on and fucks you. And, and that, does, that doesn't really happen in the Midwest unless, unless you're, like, 30 years in a marriage. Like, that's... <laughs> when you bring up Peggy, but like I was on date two recently and then some girl like pulled out some anal beads out of her bag and I was like, You're, the whole time you had them in there? The, I, was, I got cigarettes out of there, I didn't even see them. And like, it's a whole lot of butt play going on. And, and I'm like, I know, I know I'm closed-minded. Like I, I just feel like you shouldn't get the butt involved until like you're in love or at least seen someone for a while. Like, you know, like I, I've been, I'm, I know I'm old school. I've been taking a lot of acid trying to open up that third eye. Still scared to show my brown eye, you know. Like, I, I feel like, I, I, it's a huge. Fe- I, I just, co- I spent my whole life like kind of covering my butt. Like, if reincarnation's a thing, I'm like the most thing I'm gonna have a problem with is like I'm gonna be a water buffalo, like my ass against a tree, being like, no, you guys go to the water hole. Uh, still getting used to this whole everyone being able to see my asshole thing. Uh, and I remember, I don't know, like I remember the asshole's always a weird thing. And uh, for a guy, like I remember. I remember I was watching like this uh, on, online. I was like six years old. I was watching like my, my brother showing me a porn because we had bad parents and uh, they really care about us. And I saw like this clip of like a girl just like fingering a guy in his ass and he was just really excited. I was six years old, so I didn't, I didn't really know what was going on. But then for the next three months of my life, um, like when I was in the shower for like the first 10 minutes, I would just spend that time just fingering myself. Uh, 
because I knew there was something in there, but I didn't know. I could see the excitement in his eyes, you know, I knew, but it, I didn't, it was the prostate. That's what he was, uh, he was playing with, the prostate. Uh, you, you guys know that, right? Your G-spot's in your asshole. Yeah, right? And it's a, gr- I, like, and like, I, I, for me personally, like, I, I feel like it's perfectly placed, because if it was anywhere else on my body, I'd just be pressing it, like, all day, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the, the foot pump, you know, the Nike pump, it'd be like that, but with the G-spot, just like constantly. But the fact that it's in my asshole, I have to wait till I'm in love uh, <laughs> to play with it, um, which is incentive to meet people, you know, like find love, play with your G-spot, connect souls. <laughs> I remember, I remember the first time I lit, I, li- I let a girl do that. I was, I was my high school sweetheart. We dated for five years, and that was like the first one I really like built love with. And uh, and then I remember getting a call in college from her saying that you she, that I gave her chlamydia. And then I got tested, and I didn't have chlamydia. Uh, <laughs> so that relationship ended. Uh, <laughs> finito. And, uh, and then, but she kept calling me and texting me, being like, Greg, please, 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 like, I want to get back together. Can you, and I was like, no. She's like, can you at least give me a hoodie or something I can smell you by? Uh, yeah, very, yeah, that's, that's the right face, Joey. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to make that happen. I'll, I'll call you in 20 minutes. I'll let you know when it's out there. So I took the hoodie, and I took my worst hoodie, and before I put it to the driveway, I took a shit and put it in the front part of the hoodie because uh, I hated her. Uh, <laughs> my high school sweet on my first love, chlamydia. Like, I, 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 this is a go-to move usually. You know what I mean? Like, this is a, so I, put, I, put the, I took a shit, put it in the hoodie, I put it at the end of the driveway, and then I called her up, and I, wait, I ran up to my room, and then she came up, and she picked it up, and she put it to her face, and she sniffed. And I was, I was, it was this freshman year in college, so I, I was really into that 70s show, so I yelled, burn, out the window. Because uh, I was really into Kelso. Uh, whatever. Uh, and then 20 minutes later, I came back, and or, uh, she, I got a text from her saying, check your car. And I checked the car, and there's a bunch of shit smeared in the back of my car. Uh, at first, I was really mad at it, but like thinking about it, like good for her, you know, like... No one should have to put up with that shit from anyone. Uh, so good for her. But then, but then I got a. But then I, when I was cleaning out the shit, her and her friend drove by in a car screaming "fuck you," and they threw they threw a new shit rag. Uh, they shit in a new rag, and then they threw it at me and hit me in the back of the head, uh, which is kind of cute. That's why we got together. Uh, very similar personalities. Anyway, so I took that shit rag. I was so mad. So I took that shit rag. I wiped the shit off the car. Wiped it off my head, and I saw the way she was going because a lot of one ways. So she took a left. I ran through the backyard. I threw it. Um, and she had a window down, and hit the new shit rag hit her in the face, and then she drove away. And then three months after that, we got back together. <laughs> Which, you feel the passion in there? Like, we were throwing shit at each other, there's something clearly there. And the funny thing is, I just added her on Snapchat, and I was telling her I was going to do this story about her, and she said, actually, my friend and I both took shits on that rag. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, that's, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, guys. The creepy store. Not that creepy. <laughs> My Greg Gettle, yay! All right, your next comedian. Also, yeah, I, I just, nobody, it's okay. I'm glad you guys didn't dress up. It means that you're like adults or something, and you're like, why do you wear an outfit like a child, you weirdo? We just want to be here and tell jokes. Put your hands together for Cole Chapman! <laughs> What was that? <laughs> like the solve cyber crimes now? Ooh, mm. Tune in, 60 minutes. Okay, hey, Aldo, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I'm not wearing a costume because I think I'm done with Halloween. I think uh, uh, this last weekend. Guys, I came up with a new life hack, Halloween life hack. Uh, came up with it. 
Uh, after a night of blackout drinking on Everclear. Uh, I think that's how you come up with most life hacks. Um, you guys want to be the scariest person at a party? Blackout and then try to kiss everyone on the face. <laughs> Without their, the, they're just like, oh, what's happening? Oh, I'm getting kissed by a man. What's happening? Who knows? Guys, it gets scarier when the person tries to justify it, like I did, when you scream out, I'm Donald Trevor, Tic-Tacs! Everyone's like, oh, okay. He's like, <laughs> he's in a Rocky Balboa onesie, but I mean, <laughs> maybe Donald Trump likes to dress up like Rocky Balboa. Right on down. You like sexual assault now, pal? He does. <laughs> Guys, that dog's crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it was a bad night for me. I'm not, I'm not surprised, uh, or I am surprised that it happened. Uh, uh, but not surprised if you black out and you know you wake up and the first thing someone tells you is like, hmm, you have fun tonight? That's never a good sign. <laughs> like, you're like, oh shit, what did I do? Like, what, just like lay it on me. And they're like, yeah, you, uh, you kind of had like a circle around you at one point. <laughs> uh, and people were like, why is he doing, why is he screaming? I am Donald Trump, I ain't got no Tic Tacs. <laughs> and just putting his face towards people. Uh, I don't know, but the music was hot and I was feeling myself, you know what I mean? I know to tell anybody, I was like, listen, I was blacked out on Everclear. They're like, that's not an excuse. I was like, I didn't say it was an excuse. It's an explanation as to how we got to this point. Me screaming Donald Trump, I ain't got no Tic Tacs. That's the excuse. <laughs> you got it right out the bat, all right? And I don't know if you're gonna really judge me for that shit. I think you can. Uh, but here's the reason I'm not going back to LA, that. Because uh, why would I? I feel like I'm wanted there now. Like I can't, I can't go back and show my face around town. I was at an Astro Burger afterwards, trying to order a cheeseburger, and there are a lot of people like I think that was the dude. <laughs> I can scream, I'm Donald Trump. I ain't got no fucking Tic Tacs. So it was a weird thing, guys. There's no real jokes here. I'm just trying to get this off my chest so I can move on with my life. You know what I mean? Like that was like a frightening experience. <laughs> Someone like told me it was like shit. I should be arrested in many situations. Like I don't know. Blacking out, never a good thing. Am I right, David? Yeah. Cool, thanks. <laughs> Just trying to pass on some lessons for you. Uh, 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 yeah, okay, do I have other jokes that I wanna tell you? No, I just wanted to put that on the internet forever. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, I'm a good guy. <laughs> just not when you put uh, a lot of beer and booze and uh, drugs in me, then, then it goes off the rails. Uh, and that's it, okay, happy Halloween. <laughs> Go get spooked by some other fucking creep. <laughs> a minute to the room. Yay! Clap longer for him. Yay! Look at that. He didn't know what to say and he got off stage like a professional. Yay! Call Chapman. Yay! You just gave your extra minute to a favorite in the comedy community. Uh, he makes everybody laugh all the time. Always has new jokes. Uh, excited to see him tonight. Put your hands together for Joey Avery! <laughs> Right. Yes. One less comic to party with. <laughs> Word. Uh, I actually. Hey. What? You don't want to stay for my set? You. Oh. Okay. You like me. I like it. Um. I. I actually want to talk about politics. You guys. Anyone. Anyone. Uh, anyone voting for Trump? I'm just kidding. Uh. That'd be really funny if one of you were though. Uh. What I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know but so yeah, okay. Anyway, I uh, it's fucking depressing this year. It's depressing. I feel like the big problem with it, at least when I look at it, when we keep finding ourselves in the situation, to me, it's the two party system. 
That's what I feel like keeps leaving us with a shitty situation. And there's a lot of things I don't like about it. First of all, and I'm probably not the first to say this, the word party is very misused there. Uh, As someone who likes to party, I feel like that's a misappropriation of the word. Uh, And I feel like those would be the two worst parties of all time. In fact, I think if I was going to go to one... All right, well, didn't mean... (laughs) Nice. You've been waiting for that, haven't you? Okay, well, all right. Um, well, actually, well, I'll ask you, Stefan. If you were going to go to the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, where would you go? Like as a politician? No, like as a guy who's trying to get after it. <laughs> like who's trying to party. Oh, oh. Um, I don't know. Okay, that's that's an interesting point. So I was also going to go Republican, but for very different reasons. I assume that the prevailing wisdom would be Democrat uh, because they're going to have more drugs. They're going to have people of different skin tones. It might just be a little bit more fun. But I feel like the Republican Party would be the best because I'm into that dark shit, you know? And I want to see what those repressed senators are doing behind closed doors. Like, it might be at a Marriott ballroom, but if I wander into a bathroom and see some ranking senator getting shit on by a male stripper, I'd like to watch that, (laughs) all right? I'd be very into that. Uh, But I feel like we have to start looking at it in a different way because, oh, it's it's all good. Um, I'm very distracted. Dogs are so much more entertaining. Uh, I, yeah, what, what was my point with that? I don't know. Oh, yeah, here it is. I think, I think we need to start looking at, uh, political preference the same way we look at gender, all right? We thought maybe there was just one or the other, but maybe there's a spectrum because we got, we all got on the internet and one day we realized, hey, that girl has a big juicy cock and maybe I'm a libertarian, all right? Thanks, Internet. You've really broadened my horizons to what's possible in my life. Um, I think it's always depressing because everyone starts talking about how fucked up everything is, and we keep thinking that we're all horrible as people and the world is doomed. And I think that we forget that the reason things are so screwed up is because the world was built by idiots, and we're just here now. Right? Like, how are we going to get mad at ourselves that we're doing stupid shit like ruining the ocean when the people who fathered our maritime strategy thought you could sail off of it in a rickety boat? All right? What did we think was going to happen with this shit? It's not our fault. Um, there you go. That's my goodwill hunting moment for you. <laughs> it's not your fault. Um, what else is going on? I... I think it's fun. I like doing things like this. I like being around young comedians. I like being around people who have dreams. Uh, I think it's important to have dreams. I think dreams are very important. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day I uh, have a big show at a theater, all right, and I sell it out, and my ex-girlfriend comes up to me on roller skates and hands me a chicken uh, because dreams are weird, all right? They don't make sense, but you need them if you want to be rested the next day. Um, Thank you. That was stupid. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, uh, I'm in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for a long time. Um, thank you. Yeah. You would just woo for any, anything on the relationship spectrum. I like that about you. You're very supportive. Uh, but when you've been in a relationship for a while, every relationship reaches that point where you have to look at each other and you have to be like, look, I want to keep this fresh. All right. Now's the time. If there's anything you're into, all right, any fetishes, anything weird, you can tell me right now. All right. I'm down. And then you look each other in the eye and you fucking lie to each other and you say, no, there's absolutely not. (laughs) 
all right? Because that's what you have to do. Because the sad truth is you don't really want to know that, all right? I know my girlfriend might think she's open-minded, but I have one glaring fetish, uh, and it's called fucking other people. And I don't think she's as open-minded as she thought, America. (laughs) Um, All right, that's it for me. Thank you. Joey Avery! Just kidding, that's on the internet. He, well, he looks today like a depressed garden gnome. That's what his outfit is for Halloween. He's a depressed garden gnome. He's got that little hat on, but it's not red. It's, it's, it's a sad gray. His ex-girlfriend knitted it for him. She's a tiny wooden elf. Your next comedian uh, is a lovely human being, and uh, I, I don't want to objectify her. I was just going to talk about how cute your tissue is, and I got to stop doing that. I got to stop buying in to the patriarchy and this like objectification of hot women because I got to say how funny they are too because that's what we have to say. All right. Your next comedian is incredibly funny. Put your hands together. It's Allison Hooker. Don't worry about it, Pam. I use my ass to get ahead every chance I can. Um, so in for Halloween at work today, people were talking about their biggest fears. And this guy was like, oh, I fear spiders. And I was like, wow, white men have so little little to fear, they fear spiders. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, I fear you when I'm walking down the street. Um, yeah, I have, I have really, really curly hair, for those of you on the radio who can't see. And uh, it confuses people sometimes. I get, like, really funny questions, like, are you ethnic? That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. Or like, what are you? (laughs) And I I really don't know. I think I'm like a healthy mix of people who are not inbred. Um, But I could find out, like I could get a genetic test, (laughs) but I totally don't want to. I love having that freedom, the ambiguity, like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm part what you are. I don't know, it feels like I can get ahead that way. Um, So I went home with this random guy from a bar on a Tuesday. Um, and the next day we were walking down the street and he was like, you know, when I met you, I thought you were half black and I really like mixed girls. And I was like, oh, well, sorry for the disappointment. (laughs) Uh, but I was also curious, like at what point he realized that I was just plain old white, you know? Uh, so I asked him, I was like, was it the way that I danced? Like a drink I ordered? (laughs) You know, like, do I taste white? He's like, no, it's when I took off your shirt and saw your pink nipples. I was like, you've been disappointed since then? (laughs) Like we were still at the bar. Um, What else was I gonna say? I I have a very paranoid car. It's a hand-me-down Audi, but it has all these problems with it. It's like the car is afraid to let the outside world in. It always thinks it's low on fluids, the windows don't work. So I'm constantly trying to calm the thing down. Um, But the problem with this car is that even though it's worth barely anything, it looks like a fancy car, like it looks like a nice car. So I I got into a bit of a thing the other day because I was looking for a parking spot. I got impatient, female driver, you know, she was driving me crazy. And I was like, go, and uh, my windows don't go up and down. So she was like, what did you just say? And I couldn't roll down my window and tell her, so I started opening my door and I was like, I'm just saying, and she's like, bitch, what? And she started getting out of her car thinking, I I was like, oh fuck, I gotta fix my windows because I could get shot, you know, by a policeman. 
Like, I can't just be getting out of my car. Like, I need a window that works. So, but I don't want to take a car, an Audi, like a fucking 2009 Audi to a mechanic. Like, the second I walk in, they're just like, okay, you had a mint? That'll be 200 bucks. You know, like, anything I do. So I, I like, wore the, the outfit that I thought said, like, I might just suck your dick. No little, sh- my shirt with a bib. And um, and uh, they checked out my car. They ended up charging me a ton just for diagnostics. And they, the, the blowjob ended up on the invoice, <laughs> 250 bucks, which was even more fucked because they, estimate was only 175. So I'm having trouble with that car. Um, I think that's all I have for you guys tonight. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Allison Hooker! Also not creepy. No one's creepy. You guys are all awesome. It's Halloween! Wow! Uh, thanks to uh, Ian Levy outside for getting more candy for the kids that are coming by. Uh, we're definitely trying to be kid-friendly as we scream things about our vaginas uh, out into the street. Your next comedian, by Jesus Lord, I hope he talks about CrossFit. Uh, <laughs> because because CrossFit is... I mean, I'll do it after he's up if he talks about it. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. It's Jesse Warren! I'm going to talk specifically about the first time I did CrossFit. <laughs> All right? It's actually a pretty crazy thing. All right, so I show... I don't know anything about CrossFit. They have a free one-day pass, so I took it. And I showed up, and I... Uh, and I uh, went to the class, there's 16 people in the class, and every class begins by the person saying, hey, shake a hand you don't know. So I, I shook everybody's hand, 16 people. And uh, then they said, okay, we're gonna do the Diane today. Every CrossFit workout is named after a chick. This is a fact, I think they did this strategically so that after the workout, when we're at work or something, and I wanna talk about CrossFit, which I will, I can uh, I can say, yeah, I just crushed the Diane today, sled Diane, and because uh, we have a reputation to m- maintain, and uh, so I think that's why they named half the workouts after girls. The other half are named after fallen soldiers. This is true, fallen soldiers, and uh, I don't think they had a say in it. I think they just fucking named them after the dead the dead guys, and uh, I think that's a really weird way to have your memory remembered. Because some people like get statues and stuff, but now if you, some of these dead soldiers are like the only time they're remembered is when you see a gr- group of douchebags doing uh, doing this thing, fucking with the with the ropes. I think it's a weird way to be remembered. Battle ropes. They're called battle ropes. They're really cool. You should try them sometime. They're a good arm arm thing. Uh, yeah. So that was okay. So 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 my first time across it. So they. Okay, so they tell us the name of this workout. I'm like, all right, fucking let's do it. It's a timed workout. So everybody like does the same thing and you get a certain amount of time or you just do it until you finish. And what I didn't know was the next part, which after everybody's finished, I finish. I'm like fucking exhausted. I lay down. But then I see everybody else. They're up and about. They're fucking chanting. They're fucking yelling at somebody. And this is a routine that I did not know happened at CrossFit. But every time at every workout, everybody who's done 
chance on the last person who's finishing. They circle him and they fucking yell, finish, fucking go. And they just yell at him until he finishes. The other dude, also brand new, had no idea this shit was gonna happen today. So he's just sweaty and confused and everybody's around him yelling. It's an old lady in the class and she's just like, fucking lift it, you pussy. And I'm just laying there not saying anything. I feel weird because I'm the only one not doing anything. So instinctually, I just yell, hey, fuck you. And, and I felt really weird because I thought that was, that was the motivating thing to say, but it, it definitely wasn't. So now I work on that and say more motivating, motivating things. Yeah, that was, uh, that was my first day. It was really weird. Um, yelling stuff at the gym is weird. Like sometimes you'll see two workout partners and one will be lifting and the other person will just be screaming shit at them in public. I don't know why this is acceptable. I don't know why people can people can do that. You guys see this shit? All right, cool. Uh, just me. Uh, okay, the reason I yell at the gym is because I feel like I'm putting on a show that nobody wants to watch, and I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, all right, so why uh, I don't... Jesus is uh, is buff. Jesus is buff, according to a lot of artists. I don't know why they got to make him that way. Uh, I'm already pretty skeptical that this guy's a real dude. I don't need another reason to doubt him. But now he he's jacked. He's a yoked-ass dude. Uh, right, actually, that's all I want to talk about. Thank you. Jesse Warren loves CrossFit. Yeah! I, I, I feel that CrossFit is very funny because um, you pay $37 an hour to do manual labor, whereas people get paid $25 an hour to do manual labor. So who's the winner now? Your next comedian is a very fun. I'm glad I haven't seen. I feel like I haven't seen him in a couple weeks. Uh, there, no, there. You was gone. He was gone. See, he wasn't just avoiding me. I was gonna take it personally. I mean, like, what happened? Uh, but he's back, and we're excited to see him. Everybody, put your hands together for Connor Doherty. So I'm gonna do a bunch of CrossFit jokes too. What a coincidence. No, I don't have any CrossFit jokes. The only kind of exercise I do is a thing, because like I feel like it's most exercise is silly. I'm into predator evasion conditioning, where right, because that's what it is. If you're like trying to look attractive, you need to be like, yeah, I got nice heritable traits. I'm gonna avoid predators and reproduce successfully. Fuck me. Right? If like a fucking bear is chasing you in the woods, the bear's not gonna be like, how much you put up, bro. I'm into the, when I work out with my bros, man, put up a big load and then touch each other's balls. And, <laughs> ugh, love it, masculinity. Uh, I saw a truck, a van for a plumbing company. It was called Innovative Plumbing. And innovation is not what I look for in plumbing. I like the old tried and true plumbing. Very conservative. I think that marriage is between a pipe and a fitting. <laughs> Basketball's back. That's like my... That's like... Yeah. Any basketball fans? Yeah. You like college or NBA? NBA. Both. 
neither. Well, no, but I was asking the basketball fans. I think that liking college basketball is racist. Right? Because there's, there's no reason to be into college basketball. The defining characteristic of a college basketball player is they're not good enough to be in the NBA. So there's only like a couple reasons why you could be watching college basketball. Either because you prefer watching muscular, sweaty black men when they're not getting paid, or that was a joke, or <laughs> you like watching the highest level where white dudes can still be competitive. There were no white dudes on the USA Olympic team, which doesn't tell, it's just like when you watch those games, it just made it look like this weird proxy race war. I think it's funny when people believe in capitalism and also think that athletes are overpaid. It's like in the free market, I think that wages should be determined by competition, except when there's a clear way to determine who the winner and loser <laughs> in the competition is. I like it in, yeah, I don't know, fucking finance bros, CrossFit. Ugh. Nice sack, bro. Do you say that at the gym? Is that a thing you say at the gym? Nice sack, bro. Uh, Do you say that? When someone is like, when some dude is doing like the incline bench press, you ever just walk up behind him and just like drop your nuts on his face? I feel like I don't know how working out works. <laughs> I think I have a very different idea of how working out works. Some people say their body is like a temple sacred and pristine say my body is like the site of a cult mass suicide it's low maintenance and full of kool-aid okay bye yay! yay got her dirty yay yay got her dirty he's so smart he's so smart he's smart he's really his jokes are i just love it that i you know and they're not even puns and they're still smart i think it's very intelligent and i love it and i don't care if no one else gets your jokes uh, also, yes, uh, I'm really excited about the Warriors this year because they're they're going in a new direction. <laughs> Instead of direction, it's a duration because it's Kevin. Okay, I'm working on. I have a Warriors joke every year. I'll be working on it. No one likes it except Warriors fans, which none of you are. You guys can all not drink with me this entire winter season. That's fine. Uh, your next comedian. I tried to tag him on Facebook and I couldn't, which means we are not friends yet, which means he's new, which means we're all gonna be friends. So clap wildly for Alex tomorrow. San hey, Francisco, how are we doing? How are we doing? Are we gentrified? San Francisco, are we gentrified? Huh? If we're not gentrified, I don't know what's going on. Something's gonna happen then. The machine's gonna fail if the the machine only runs on the backs of the broken, so if we aren't gentrified, then bubble go bye-bye. Bye-bye, bubble. Oh, man. San Francisco. San Francisco secrets out. It is not expensive to live here. San Francisco is expensive. It is so expensive. I am now watching porn just to admire the square footage of the apartments that people are banging in. Look at them. They've been jackhammering for 25 minutes, haven't even left the foyer. Look at that square footage. Look at that space. 
Imagine the decorative pillows you could toss over the remarkable space. You could just explore it. Oh, man. But I don't judge. I don't judge. People, uh, people who worry too much about what other people are doing are just, they got to get their own fucking shit to do, man, you know? Uh, I swear, some conservatives spend more time thinking about other dudes fucking other dudes' butts than other dudes who fuck other dudes' butts spend thinking about other dudes fucking other dudes' butts. Just get your own gig, man. I don't know why you got to worry so much about it. Uh, the other day I was in a dominatrix club and I heard someone say, I started as a bottom, but now I'm here. <laughs> and I thought that was very encouraging. I thought that was very encouraging. I had a lot of respect for his journey. Uh, it's good to see you think, you think things are progressing. Somehow there's still all this civil backlash, all these fuckers voting for this piece of shit. Somehow there's still people slacking. Uh, a couple of standard deviations below the mean, apparently. And you wonder how they're pairing, how these people are still fucking. How are these racist people still fucking? How are they meeting each other? Isn't it harder to meet other racists as we're getting better as a people? Don't you think so? I got to ask myself, is there maybe some kind of secret dating service I don't know about? Maybe like an OKKK Cupid or something where they're finding each other and just hooking up? <laughs> what is that profile looking on there? Like, I'm Daryl with, uh, with two question marks. I'm 49. I am a diabetic value menu enthusiast. enthusiast. I live at home with my, uh, my biological stepmother. I am looking for a down-ass juggalo bitch who is into uh, Sailor Moon marathons and Emmett Till jokes. How are these people make? How are these people meeting each other? I just gotta wonder. Oh man, it's expensive. Whoo! I saw Lady Gaga's not even wearing her costumes anymore. Like sh I heard she was going broke, which uh, is a sad thing. But it kind of makes sense. You can't wear a different uh, alpaca spacesuit every day and expect to turn a profit. I don't know who's uh, running the numbers on that, but that shit just don't add up. That co that that don't cut the cookie. Is that a metaphor? I don't think that's a metaphor. Oh, man. I met an autodidact the other day. Anyone ever met an autodidact? I don't know what that was, but apparently it's a term for someone who taught themselves how to sound like an asshole. Apparently that's what that is. Oh, man. You know who had good hair is Pavlov. What kind of conditioner do you think he used? Oh, man. Oh, I, uh, what I don't understand is why men's bathrooms and bowling alleys always have a condom machine. Like bowling is some big aphrodisiac. Like, there's nothing better than just laying down with a sweet lady after a few gutter balls. I don't know. Even, even if you are, best case scenario, you're good at bowling. That's still a strong turnoff, isn't it? I don't know. Ladies, fellas, weigh in on this. I don't, even being good is not, uh, is not good. But, uh, yeah, I'll end on this note. I, I was checking into a, mot a new hotel recently, and the manager said, help yourself to some confidential breakfast. I said, don't you mean continental breakfast? And she said, shh. Thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yes. Keep clapping for Alex DeMarno. Yay. Yay. Funny new guy with real jokes. Very nice. Yay. Hey, we have another person I tried to tag on Facebook, but I can't. But I know he emailed me, so he's here. And we're excited. And he's a new guy. And we're going to clap because it's a nice thing to do and also to welcome them into the, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Fold, if you will. Put your hands together right now for Dan Shively! Yeah. 
Yes, thank you. It's shively, but we'll, uh, we'll uh, you know, everyone fucks that up. Uh, I have kind of an interesting job. I'm a private investigator. So it's fun. Yeah, thank you. I don't know. I'm a fucking creep. I'm a huge creep, and that's why. Um, people hire me to track people down and then follow them around for a week or two and get them on video camera. So there's some funny shit that happens when I do just watching people all day. Um, one thing I noticed, though, is that I fucking never get caught. I, I follow people full time. Me. I'm fucking 270 pounds. I look like a creep. No one ever fucking notices me. Sometimes people notice me. Once in a while, if anybody who's a full-time investigator, you know, six days a week, they're, they're going to get noticed once in a while. And on the few occasions it does happen, uh, I always love the way people react because they're so fucking obvious that they know they're being followed immediately. Like, they do this little pause thing, and then their head pops up. And then they... It's, it's always the same thing. They stop pointing at me. And it's like, who the fuck are you pointing for? I know I'm following you. <laughs> I don't know. That was funny. Um, but that's how, that's how I, I, I started to realize, I can't fucking see any of you, um, that we, we, we've gotten pretty far away from being hunter-gatherers, you know, because a huge person like me can follow people all the time, never get fucking noticed. And like... If someone, most of the time I'm following people in my car, like, you know, I wait in front of the house and then they leave and then they drive somewhere most of the time and I follow them. And then when they get out, I follow them on foot when they get out. And a lot of times, you know, it'll be a week of me following them and they'll, uh, will, if they get in an elevator, I have to get in the fucking elevator, right? Or else I lose them because I don't put a, a tracker on people, although some investigators do that, but because it's illegal, you get your license taken away and all kind of shit like that. But um, I just want to tell them when uh, when I'm behind them in the elevator, like, are you fucking serious? I'm fucking right here. How have you not noticed me? You make me feel like a background person, you know? But I, you know, I'm good at my job, at least. I have kind of this uh, recurring fantasy it's not it's not a sexual fantasy, but like when someone uh, when someone cuts me off on the freeway or someone flips me off or it's just genuinely rude to me in like any kind of way, I always want to like follow them for like a week and videotape them and their family, um, and then edit it with like clips from the cooking channel over some creepy music, and then just leave a USB on their front front porch. I'm a creep. Yeah. Um, that that went well. I don't know. One thing I also do, I have another side hustle. I'm an Uber driver, right? And sometimes when uh, my case is over and the subject of my investigation has gone home for the day, I'll turn the Uber app on in front of their house because sometimes the person I'm following needs an Uber ride. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so most of my cases are insurance fraud, uh, sometimes cheating husbands. Uh, on occasion, like, I'll have to track down if someone has a stalker or something, right? Um, and so uh, the other day, I turned on my Uber app, and uh, this old guy gets into my car. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do an impression now. Hi, hi, thanks for the Uber. And then um, he got in the car, and we're driving, and he's like, so what's your other job? Do you have another job? And I was like, yeah, I'm a private investigator. He starts freaking out. Oh, my God, that's so cool. Um, and And... I gave him a little more because he seemed impressed. And I told him um, about what I do with the Uber. I turn it on at the end of my case. And then he was like, stop the car right now. I have to get out. 
I was like, Gerald, you're way too old to be cheating on your wife, man. <laughs> All right, thanks. This was fun. I haven't been here before. Dan Shively, yay! And then yay! Spooky. He scares people by making them not have insurance checks anymore. Yeah, sorry, I tried to have the creepy music and make it work. There's going to be a drop in the music. It'll go, wow. Uh, perfect for your next comedian. Yeah, he's not creepy. Uh, he's a really lovely guy. You guys are in for a motherfucking treat. Put your hands together. It's David Roth. Yay. Thank you. Pam, you say no one's in costume, but why does everyone look like suicidal task rabbit? That's my question. You had a good, are you new, Alex? You're new to the scene? That's great. Dan, look at this new family growing. San Francisco's got it all, guys. They got it all. They got it all. Did you know they make strippers in Jewish? Did you? They do. I encountered my first stripper who was Jewish. I saw her. She was on stage. We locked eyes, made nose contact. <laughs> this guy is an anti-Semite. Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, are, you Jew- are you Jewish? No, you're not Jewish. Oh, okay, Persian, we're from the same, we're both from fucking Iraq, Iran. Anyway, nose contact. Uh, then she like came over and approached me. She leaned over, she wanted to connect. She's like, so, my name's not actually Raquel. I'm like, oh, it's Rachel. <laughs> and then I came. I just, <laughs> 5,000 years of history, I couldn't hold it back. That's what mom would have wanted. Um, you know what Rachel liked? I'll tell you what she liked. In her G-string, I put a $5 bill. Mm? Mm. You know what Rachel didn't like? When I reached into her bra and got change. <laughs> See, like, that was a great punchline and no one fucking appreciates that. You, welcome, to the, welcome to the fucking Mutiny Radio. Uh, <laughs> I believe in that punchline, Pam. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to record it. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to tag everyone in this fucking room and show them that that works. Um, yeah, but you, I don't know. Do you ever, you probably, you probably don't have enough money to go to strip clubs, but I could just imagine if there was one affluent person in this room, I would be like, you, sir. <laughs> I could see like you in the VIP section of a strip club doing blow off a stripper's ass. No one can afford that in this room. Maybe Alex Candy's got good jeans. Um, but like, I feel like I'm the guy five feet over telling Tiffany to stuff those ones in, an, in a Roth IRA. That's, that's my role at the club, Pam. Are there any strippers in here? I'm kidding. I would recognize you. Uh, <laughs> how's this? Do you like this? Should I keep up the strip thing? I'm just all night, Pam. We having fun? Uh, yeah, I had a buddy. I was at my buddy's bachelor party. He was like a Marine. He's like, dude, you got to get a lap dance from Amber, man. She's fucking crazy. It's like, all right, Jesus. So uh, I did. And I come out. He's like, she's crazy, right? I'm like, yeah, she's crazy about getting her associate's degree in dental hygiene. (laughs) Crazy about proving daddy wrong. Crazy about providing a better future for her sons, Brayden and Colt. (laughs) There's like an astounding number of stripper babies in this town named Colt. Like, if you meet a Colt, be nice to the guy, because mom is working hard and dad is behind in his child support. Oh, fucking burning the theoretical stripper baby person. Um, I mean, this is kind of a decent crowd, Alex. I don't know. What do you think? No? It's all right. Not bad. I mean, it's a little disappointing because I had 
I had 200 people show up to my circumcision. <laughs> so I'm just kind of, I'm a little sad, right? Like my comedy doesn't have quite the same fanfare as my genitals. Um, but yeah, there was, a, there was a live band at my circumcision. It was pretty fun. Uh, I remember I, wa I have I had a weird childhood. Like I walked in, uh, my mom was on the phone with her friend and she was telling her friend, she's like, so David's testicles are descending. And I just, I'm like, mom, like, why are you talking about my testicles? She's like, well, my friend Ellen, she asked. <laughs> like, what did she ask? She's like, she asked, how's David? <laughs> you know what? That was a really good closer. Uh, thanks, guys. I've been David. Have a good night. Big fans for circumcision. Big fans. Jews love it. All right, your next comedian. Another really funny lady, and I've, I'm so excited that I know how to spell her last name. Now I actually know, because she explained it to me. And uh, she was dressed so cutely as Supergirl, and she has super jokes. Oh my God, you were so cute on Friday. She was so cute. She's always cute, but in the Supergirl costume, oh my God. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brooke Heineken! Uh, David, is the Roth IRA supposed to be a pun on your last name? No. Uh, can you make it one? Like, s putting it in a Roth? Okay, never mind. Uh, I'm definitely doing sex where I don't touch that title of my friend. I don't think everyone in here is your friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was hoping Cole would stick around because I wanted to tell him that I, too, got way too drunk on Friday night. Uh, and, like, so I end up always end up drinking a lot because I uh, don't slash can't do drugs. Uh <laughs> for reasons I'll explain later. Um, but I, uh, I have a tendency to drink too much and I black out probably more frequently than I should. And people are always like, oh man, I blacked out and I woke up with such a hangover. But one time I blacked out and woke up with a hernia. <laughs> um, but per this particular, so you guys have like dr alter egos when you get drunk? Uh, I, I've discovered a new one. Um, I blacked out this past Friday and I woke up this morning and I saw I had a notification on my phone from a dating app and a guy had sent me a message saying that wasn't expect what I expected to receive at 3.45 in the morning. And I was like, oh my God, what did I send him? And I opened my phone and I said, hey, nice to meet you. Would you want to grab coffee on Sunday morning? <laughs> I discovered my alter ego is so much nicer <laughs> than my actual personality, which is just enabling me to drink more. Um, so I d getting back to that hernia part, I've discovered that my stomach is starting to look like a Jackson Pollock painting, because uh, I have like a, I had an appendix surgery. I had that issue. Oh my God! Sorry, there's some scary costumes out there. Uh, and then uh, a couple of weeks ago, my I was at the beach with some friends, and they were all jumping off a cliff, and I was like, I'm not gonna jump off this cliff. I'm gonna get severely hurt. Uh, and they were like, no, like all these kids are doing it. You're being a bit of a pussy. Like, just go fucking do it. And I was, I was like, I'm not going to do this. And my friend was like, I'm going to, you're going to jump off this cliff or I'm going to push you. So I jumped and I hit the water and I didn't get hurt. And I turned to my friend. I was so excited. And I said, I did it. And I got stung by a jellyfish Aww. immediately there. This is supposed to be funny. Is this more sad than funny? <laughs> my, my stomach looked like the Japanese flag for a while. Uh... And um, uh, 
I don't know. My jokes are not funny. But I did was thinking of something earlier when somebody walked in uh, to mutiny earlier, um, and it reminded me of the year that I spent in the service. Which I don't talk about terribly often, um, but I did spend a year working at the postal service. <laughs> I did. Uh, I had the best job. No, it was the worst job uh, in the most depressing place. I My job was to figure out how many people the postal service could legally fire because most of them are unionized and they can't get it's very depressed I could do the least funny hour-long special you could imagine on my feelings on the postal service um but when you think about the postal service okay here's the thing for what other like uh service industry would you expect for somebody to come pick something up from your house and take it all the way across the country in like two days or fewer and you're like, how much would you pay for that? Mm, 49 cents, sounds about right. But then April this year, where they're like, no, 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 49 cents, too expensive. Gonna knock it down to 47. Because that's what was too expensive in San Francisco. <laughs> they, knocked, they knocked the price of a forever stamp down to 47. Yeah, it's gonna cost the Postal Service $8 million a year, and they're already forced to prepay all their retirement benefits. They're deeply in debt. I'm very angry about this. Uh, but the one thing I can always count on in life, relationships don't always last, but I in order to support my job, bought about 3,000 forever stamps. And those will really last forever. Yeah. Thank you. Yay! Brooke again, proving there's nothing spookier than the Postal Service. Ooh. They could kill you at any time. They have access to your house. What if they had a gun? What if they fell down? Just kidding. It's a Michael Douglas reference. Terrible. I'm a terrible person. Uh, and not not very good at hosting today, obviously. Here we go. It's Halloween. We're getting wacky and spooky. Your next comedian looks amazing. I don't know what she's dressed as. I feel like she's dressed as like a uh, maybe like a really high-class Russian mail-order bride. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Louisa Isbell. Happy Halloween. No. So I got to work this morning, and I thought people were going to ask me what your costume, and I was really excited to be like, Coachella changed my life. Um, <laughs> but instead, my CEO just looks up and goes, you look really nice today. And I was like, no. <laughs> Bismarck, I'm wearing, this is my hair. <laughs> this is not a real necklace. Uh, and he was like, oh, well, it's still a great outfit. I was like, it's not. Um, but I don't know. Um, I, oh God, this light. Uh, I've also been going to the same strip club a lot of times in the last month, three times in the last month. That's three more times than I've ever gone to a strip club at any time. Oh, thank you. Um, and like, I always become the person who's like crying and just like throwing what little I have in the air bill-wise, just going like, you're all so beautiful. <laughs> and they'll like take me aside and be like, we're not that beautiful, it's just the lights. I'm like, but you are great dancers. I really like strip clubs. I don't know why. Um, I had never, I'd never gone before, and I just think they're just a great place for you to appreciate the female body. Um, yeah, I also had a really just forgettable Friday night. Um, I went through a thing that I do at the end of every night where I drink a lot is I delete every text message that I sent <laughs> just to be safe. And then on Monday morning, I go on my work computer and iMessage repopulates all of them. So it's just like the ghost of all the times you hit up your coworkers. Um, 
revisiting, revisiting you. It's not good. Look at all these children as we talk about casual sex and bukkake and just things beyond, beyond them. He's fine. He's going to be fine. Yeah, I'm not worried about him at all. Um, I don't know. Do you guys like know anything about Coachella? Or, or yeah, it's a it is a venue. Um, so yeah, my costume is the girl who went to Coachella in April, but is still talking about it, and it's almost November. Um, and I was like trying to make all these jokes to my coworkers, and they were all like, "No English." Um, she. Yeah, this girl, she did Molly. Uh, she lost all her friends, but it's fine because she found two debit cards in the Sahara tent. Um, Coachella changed her life. She lost her phone, but then found love in the pit at DJ Mustard. I don't know, do these jokes make any sense at all? <laughs> they make a lot of sense to me. I'm a piece of shit for making fun of this girl because I've been to Coachella for the last three years, and I have a great time, but I don't dress like this. Um, I keep scratching this flash tat, like thinking it's a rash, but I remember it's like part of my body now. Oh, I got catcalled on my walk here by two different Hispanic gentlemen, um, and I have a lot of feelings about it because they both said, independent of each other, hola gringa. And uh, between the ages of zero and 18, I had a complex about being Mexican, uh, because I am, but nobody can tell. Uh, and then between the ages of 18 to now, because of the world we live in, I have a complex about being white. Um, so I just didn't know how to feel about it. And then when I didn't reciprocate, he was like, puta flaca, which, so he called me a skinny bitch. So I'm like, make up your mind. <laughs> like, am I, the, am I the worst or thank you? Um, I, don't, I was talking about this a couple weeks ago, how my physician's assistant um, just gave me the most outrageous gynecological exam uh, in that it should have lasted 30 seconds. It was just a pap but it lasted for 17 minutes because he was just so um, incompetent. And then we matched on Bumble, and then I deleted Bumble. <laughs> and then he came back into my life in the most passive-aggressive way, and I'm kind of upset about it. I got an email this morning, um, and it's always jarring getting like an email from your provider when you're not expecting it. And the subject line was, uh, you're our recommendation based on your results. <laughs> and so I opened it and it was from him and he was like, I'm referring you to a specialist at UCSF for an eating disorder. <laughs> so he was just trying to tell me that I look really good, I guess, <laughs> because I, no, just because I lost like, just like five pounds between my visit a year ago and now, which I think is like totally fine. Uh, I don't know how to feel about it. I just think that he noticed that I deleted Bumble and is trying to hit me up, and this is the only way he knows how. But yeah, that's really it. Um, yeah, strip clubs are great, I think, is the takeaway. Louisa Isbell, also great. Just like strip clubs. Clearly, she doesn't have an eating disorder. and. I thought you were going to say that you saw him again at Coachella. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to bring it back around to. He came back into my life because I saw him at Coachella. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny man, uh, one of my favorite people. I was surprised that he didn't dress up as Werner Herzog, but that's because Werner Herzog lives inside his soul, so it would be weird to dress up as, like, part of yourself. Put your hands together for Stefan Massey! 
also I probably couldn't work a bald cap to save my life. Uh, as in, like, get it on, not like, you know, rock it, because obviously. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Um, uh, Tim was here earlier with his dog. That was fun. Uh, I, I have a, like, I like animals better than people, honestly. Uh, yeah, thank you. Really, seriously, seriously. That's, that's probably the most positive reaction I'm getting all night. Um, but, like, honestly, a, a few weeks ago, I was on the phone with my mom, and, like, she just was randomly walking around, and she's like, oh, my gosh, there's a dog here. Uh, who's, who's your owner, doggy? Who, where's, your, where's your master? And, and like, after, um, like, 15 seconds of my mom describing this dog to me, I'm like, I hope this dog is okay. I hope this dog isn't just like roaming the streets like unsafe. I was emotionally invested in a dog that was being described to me over the phone, guys. <laughs> yeah, and um, at my house we have uh, this cat uh, who lives around the corner and like we're her second family sort of when her, when her um, masters, I don't know why I keep saying masters, I'm not into BDSM, I swear. Um, but no, no, when her owners aren't home, she comes over and, and like hangs out with us and she's really into us. And so one night, uh, my, my pre-sleep ritual is pretty much smoke a, uh, smoke a joint and knock out. Uh, so I stay knocked out and I go to bed and three hours later I wake up and there's this, um, like rhythmic, um, tapping at my door and it's like, and I'm, and my brother lives uh, in the room adjacent to mine because we're still in high school. And uh, I just figure, okay, he's got a girl over, whatever. And at five, ten minutes goes by and it's still going. And then I hear him say, uh, yeah, yeah, that was good, thanks. And I, like, again, high as hell, so I figure, all right, they're done. And then and it keeps happening, and I, and I realize that when my brother came home after me, he let the cat in. She came downstairs, and she's just been trapped down there for a good hour or so, being bombarded by the smells of weed, uh, dirty laundry, and uh, art supplies. So I finally you know, let her into my room, and she makes a beeline for the door to the outside, of course. Uh, <laughs> Um, all right, so hard left. I have uh, lightweight Tourette's and uh, slash intrusive thoughts. And yeah, what does that mean? It means that sometimes I can't control what I'm thinking about, but there are workarounds, as there are with most mental conditions with no uh, medication readily available. Uh, like, if you've ever heard a snippet of a song uh, and got stuck in your head, that's exactly what it feels like to have intrusive thoughts. Except most of the time it's not a whole song. It, most of the time you get a phrase or a few lines from a song or a movie stuck on your head on repeat. And, you know, people um, that actually go out and interact with other human beings, I'm sure they remember conversations and whatever it is that people who haven't been diagnosed with terminal weirdness get to think about. <laughs> but so a way to hack your mental problem is to practice thought association. Train yourself so you don't slide into negativity about certain things. So when you have a thought about something specific, you're immediately going to associate it with this positive thing. It's a great way to build uh, healthy mental connections or at least game yourself into believing that there's this positive association where none actually exists. So in my case, whenever I think about someone that I've alienated or ostracized, just someone that's not in my life anymore, I immediately think, I hope they're happy. And usually that stops any sadness or regret or guilt dead in its tracks before those pesky, useless emotions can do any lasting damage. Yeah. All right, I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, I, uh, I drive for ease now, guys. I drive for yeah yeah I'm a, I'm a, I'm your I'm, I could be your local weed guy if you uh, order a delivery anytime soon, um, but yeah the one thing I'm not 
<laughs> the one thing I'm not crazy about is how much time I end up spending to ha- uh, having to spend in Hayward. Uh, but I was thinking about that and I realized, oh, I'm doing so much business here because these people need to forget that they live in Hayward. And, you know, when they put in for their pot card and they went and talked to Dr. Weed MD, who took one look at their chart and said, well, I see you're a resident of Hayward, so you're automatically pre-approved. And uh, I might not be especially fond of that neck of the woods, but I get to play a part in helping those folks get fucked up enough that they can forget this horrible life decision they made. So it's a wash. I'm Stefan Massey. And ironically, Stefan's thing landed at 4 minutes and 20 seconds. 4 minutes and 20 seconds set for Stefan Massey. How perfect. Uh, please uh, come to our, uh, Stefan and I are starting a band. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's called Terminal Weirdness. We're only going to do covers of Weird Al Yankovic songs. It's going to be amazing. We've got a new band coming. Uh, your next comedian might or might not be a part of it. I don't think he eats enough candy. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Morning, guys. No, it is morning for me. It's not a stupid joke. I, I went to sleep right after I got home. I just woke up and ran over here. I had one of those jerk-off sessions, you know, where you, you fall asleep right after for an hour and a half and wake up not really. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I love the costumes here tonight, you know? Productive member of society, Indiana Jones, Eminem with an alcohol addiction. I love it. I love it. I don't know. Um, let's get to talk to you about stuff. Virgin Sacrifice. You guys remember those stories of like where it was a bunch of villagers, they sacrificed a virgin, you know, in order to stop like a dragon from destroying their, their um, town and stuff like that? Yeah, those people are fucking stupid. Can we all agree with that? Yeah, like, well, not the whole virgin sacrifice part. That shit's legit, but it's just, they never mention it has to be a human virgin. You know that, right? Like, why can't you? Yeah, there we go. See, there we go. I studied law for half a year. I know my shit. But no, like, just give a, give, kill a baby calf. Give it to a dragon. That's fucking veal anyways. That's delicious. But they, they always sacrifice, like, some ridiculously hot 18-year-old with daddy issues. Like, that's believable. And even if she is a virgin, she's just probably going to lose it right away anyways. Not, be, not because she's a slut or anything, just because, you know, nobody wants to die a virgin. I don't know, guys. I watch a lot of weird porn. Um, I have ADHD. I was diagnosed when I was 10. I'm not trying to be a spokesperson or anything. It's because it's, it, all that all I was diagnosed was with having a, an attention span of a 10-year-old when I was 10 years old. It's just, I also love psychedelic drugs. Yeah. And I stare down a man's crotch for an hour and a half on Saturday every day of the week. Well, I, that sounded weird. I, I play baseball. I'm a starting pitcher for my adult league. I don't know. Um, let's talk to you about Trump. Trump. Anybody want Trump to win? Yeah. There we go. I... Half of me kind of does, just because he would make C-SPAN so much more watchable. You know, like, I think a Senate uh, proposal bills would be done in the WWE ring. Like, come on, that'd just be fucking amazing. That would get people into politics. I don't know. Got a lot of business ideas in my head. I want to make a masturbation condom for men, and our motto's going to be, when you need to put matters into your own hands. (laughs) All right, that's really the only idea I have, to be honest with you guys. Um, hmm. Brought my notes up here and breakfast. I love breakfast. You guys have breakfast today? Yeah, what do you have for breakfast, Matthew? Uh, I had uh, bacon and eggs on a bagel. Ooh, that's nice. That's nice. I had chicken fried steak and eggs. God bless the South. Oh, yeah. Like, what, what type of fucking logic that went through the guy in order to make that a breakfast dish? Let's take steak, something that's a dinner entree that's usually lathered in butter. Let's deep fry it instead and have that for breakfast. 
How the fuck's that for breakfast? We'll put eggs on it. If you don't have, if you have eggs with any other meal, you're fucking crazy. What the fuck's with that, dude? Like, why the fuck is there gravy on? That's disgusting. Don't worry, only the top half will be covered in gravy. It's delicious. I love that honk, Pam. Every day, it always comes at like the perfect moment. I love it. All right, guys. Um, that's really all I had to say today. That's my time. Give it up for your next comedian. Yay, Andre Uniac! Yay, and then yay. I hope all of you guys are gonna join me tomorrow night at Brainwash. Uh, I. I'm always the first Tuesday of the month, but I sort of brain farted that the first Tuesday of the month was tomorrow. <laughs> so I don't have a showcase or anything, but uh, it's a three-hour open mic, and people who I like and who are special, you know who you are, you'll get extra time uh, at that brainwash open mic. And it'll specifically extra time will go to people that, like, hang out and aren't late for their space. You know what I mean? Like, that happened last month. I, I, I had a, kind of a meltdown. Mel- I had a meltdown on Sanj and Hala because I was like... You signed up early and you came back. I'm not giving you your time. Get the fuck out of here. And unfortunately, Ken Suzuki sort of got ca- caught in the crossfire and I had to like send him an apology later. I'm like, I'm sorry, Ken. I'm sorry. I was like, I'm sorry. No, he he constantly brings me beers, so he gets to be special. All right. You know who you special people are. All right. Uh, your next comedian, he's been out of the loop for a long time, and we are so glad and excited and lucky and honored that he is here out of obscurity to come to the stage for you guys. Please, please clap like crazy bitches for Leo Zinger! <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Pam. Uh, uh, today, I'm actually, people can't tell, but I'm dressed uh, in a costume, too. Yeah. Uh, guess what I'm, guess who I am? I'm dressed, uh, no, I'm dressed as a guy who uh, does not get laid. I, <laughs> I think I pulled that off really well. I, it fit, fits me like a glove. Uh, I would. I uh. I just. I just peed in the uh, bathroom uh, an hour ago in the club, and uh. And and I uh, forgot to zip up my zipper uh, afterwards. Have you? Uh, has that ha- ever happened to you? And and I I knew that uh my fly was open too uh because, uh, my my dick felt cool and. And and my dick was never cool, so that was like dead giveaway. That was a clue that my dick was. Um, I I uh, I was talk. I, I was in New York actually, guys. Have you ever been? Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, I went to a lot of places. I went to the uh, Met uh, Museum. Yes. The Met. It's really cool, and uh, they had this system where you actually, they ask you to donate money uh, to get in. And uh, I didn't know what to do, so I didn't know how much to donate. I had no idea, and so I just, uh, uh, I gave them $15. And, uh, and I was okay, I thought, then when I was going in, I saw the sign on, you know, on above my head that says, uh, recommended amount of donation, $25, you know? So I felt like a douchebag because I felt like I, I, I shortchanged the museum, you know, the, the world famous museum. And uh, I didn't know what to do. I was, I felt, I felt ashamed. And uh, I, 
so w what I decided to do was uh, I went into the I I went to the museum. I decided uh, that I, I would only look at uh, the portraits with uh, with boobs in them. So that would like actually make up. Is that? Yes, exactly. Only get get my money's worth and not more than that. I'm not a thief. Right. I only look at right. Uh, so uh, I I had a girl uh, a girl friend, you know, and uh, not a girlfriend, but a, a woman friend uh, who wanted who's into like all these uh, astrological signs and. Uh, past life regressions and stuff like that and she asked me to go like to uh a past life reading to a psychic and uh and, and i didn't i was afraid to go i didn't i didn't want to go because it's an intriguing idea but like what if what if i find out like my past lives in my past lives i was also a loser what that would that would really destroy me i think that that would not do me any good. Uh, what else? Yeah, I, like I said in the beginning, uh, I haven't gotten laid for a while. I mean, like, and it's hard as a dude because all my bros, they're always like talking about, you know, crushing the pussy, you know, all the time. Smashing it, you know, <laughs> so I feel inadequate like I don't even want to because I I never crushed a pussy I don't even know Who invented that sh phrase? Like crushing the pussy like Right, it's like it sounds like What the f I mean what how do you what do you crush a pussy with Are you three and a half inch cock? I mean it's not gonna work I yeah, um, and I, it's amazingly, I think girls are okay with it, because I never hear a woman complaining about her pussy being crushed. I never hear, I never heard a woman going like, yeah, I, I, my boyfriend crushed my pussy last night. I, I, I can't use it for another two weeks now. It's all I have smooshed. You have some, <laughs> it's all smooshed in. I need to use some ointment. <laughs> what? We say that. You do say that. To each other. Yeah. Oh, you say like I get my I got my pussy crushed. Yeah, like I can't even use it now. Oh, you do say that. Okay, so I thought I was being clever. Okay. See that? I I'm I'm pretty uh, smart. I figure women would talk like that. They just they just uh, you know act dainty in front of us. They're hell of dirty, you know love themselves. Anyways, um, thank you very much for your time. Leo Zinger! Yay! He's like a Dracula. He flies in and, uh, and then maybe we'll see him in another 100 years. Your next comedian is dressed up as whatever he says it is, but I say he's Roland uh, of Gilead. He is the gunslinger from Stephen King's Dark Tower series. That's what I believe he is, and I'm gonna believe it forever. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. In keeping with my uh, vote for Trump issue, uh, I'm Eamon Bundy. I know that's what you thought. 
but you were wrong. Uh, so before I move on, you know, all these people get up there and talk about, hey, I'm not into BDSM. And I've heard that a couple times tonight already. And it's like, well, what the fuck did I bring this whip for, man? Shit. So anyway, yeah, I'm Eamon Bundy. I don't know if you guys heard, but the system works, guys. I'm not guilty for taking over that federal building in Oregon. Man, justice. Am I right, y'all? Yeah. So I'm voting for Trump this year. I believe that I've made that clear. I'm voting for Donald J. Trump. I think all you, all y'all liberal media, been too hard on him. All, all making fun of him for losing 900 million dollars. But how do you expect him to hold on to 900 million dollars with those tiny, tiny hands? Just been too mean about it. And let's face it, he's totally gonna legalize grabbing women by the pussy. He said he was going to make America great, but I didn't know how great. Whoosh. Yeah, voting for Trump. Wave of the future. Your last president. It'll be great. <laughs> Thank you, my one fan in the audience there. Actually, someone else here said that they were voting for Trump, and I wanted, to, I wanted to work them in the audience and flirt with them from stage. But then she left, even though I'm a swooning by knowing another Bay Area person voting for Donald Day J. Trump. It just makes me happy. I mean, why not vote for Trump? Oh, there you are. Yeah, come back in. Uh, you're voting for Trump, too? That makes my heart beat all a fluttery. No, I'm not voting for him, either. Oh, yeah, that's actually what the planet's going to do once he becomes president. It's going to blow its brains out, which is why I'm voting for him. I'm over, you know, I've started, I need reading glasses now. I've, I got a slow-moving hernia. I got aches and pains. I've already had the best years of my life, so fuck it. Let's burn through our resources and have a nice bang going out, right? Anybody here, anybody here ever wanted to go out in a blaze of glory? Anybody? Anybody? We'll blaze up that glory and let's just punch on out of here. It'll be great, man. And I hear people talking they're going to move here and move there if Donald J. Trump becomes president. And I'm like, what the fuck for? That's where he's going to bomb. This will be the safest place to be when he's president. It'll be great. It will be great. We'll have China doing our bidding. Putin will be called to heal just like he promised. Oh, it'll be sweet. It will be sweet. <laughs> that you do use that horn like a samurai sword on occasion. I will. I will say you cracked that that like a whip there, little lassie. Uh, yeehaw! All right, what should I get out of here on? I don't know, other than tricking and a treating. You know, too bad none of the ladies are here. I tried to dress as something sexy. A well-dressed man. That's what women find sexy. A man whose shoes really pull together the outfit. That's what they're looking for. And in case you're wondering, Missy, the only woman here, these shoes do hurt my feet, so I am suffering for my look. I know that's a, yeah, yeah, that gets them a going. All right, y'all. Trick or treat. This was the spookiest, spookiest joke workshop ever. A few comics in costume, lots of candy given out to children on the street. Jokes told. 
Coming up next, even spookier, FTW, forever two wheels. Is there anything spookier than a motorcycle? How do they split lanes like that? Whoa! Thanks for listening to Joke Workshop. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates.
The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now well hey there San Francisco if you're looking for some delicious late night food I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar inside you can find counter offer and offering you amazing late night food and snacks try the chicken biscuit it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado they have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son!
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Um, oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy, and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m., but you can also listen 